first day of December. Yeah, it is that. All right. What are we doing today? We are going through the show today. Weekly wrap-up. Friday <laughs> weekly wrap-up. This yeah. is why I deleted the script. This just to put me on the spot. Well, I have... Who do I have? Hazelnut. Hazelnut. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jesse the Money Whisperer. As holiest. I mean... <laughs> BS holiest? <laughs> you don't even no, remember my right. name. Analyst. Analyst. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just literally, I'm the CEO of this company. <laughs> right, Matt right. is the assholiest of the company, though. Yeah, what if we ranked each other? <laughs> Come on, you'd have to win that every week. I, well, that's not even a competition. No, that is a competition. Jesse, let's talk about your linoleum countertops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Damien does uh, exhaust Jesse. Wait, sometimes. hold on. He's not coming back to my house this hold week. On. Next week. I yes. I made a comment about Jesse's countertop, but I, yeah, I you did. I, I said that purely out of uh, conjecture. I don't even know what your countertop looks like, Jesse. What's your countertop? You've been Damien? to Jesse's house. I don't remember your countertop. I have nothing against your countertop. <laughs> it's like veneer. I don't All know. Right. It's plastic. Way to set the record straight. Probably Thank you. full of PFAS. Let's let's do the story of the week. <laughs> yeah, Damien, please start. <laughs> Story of the week, Charlie Munger, right-hand man of Warren Buffett, dies age 99. Aww. What? Is anyone shocked? <laughs> Rude audience. Can I say that I I had this prediction, I think it was a, a annual prediction? that I had this prediction. Okay. Oh, well, dueling predictions. <laughs> I, I, you don't, I don't, you had your prediction because I had my prediction. My prediction was very no. precise, Ari. Mine was that... <laughs> Warren Buffett would die, and then a few days later, Charlie Munger would die because they're basically a long-term married couple. Oh, you couple. said Buffett was going to go first. Yeah, and That's I was excited. I hate to be morbid, but I was excited because um, King uh, War yelled at the audience. King <laughs> war crime a hole Henry Kissinger also died yep. this week, and I thought he was a hundred. And I thought, oh, these things come in threes. Someone else old oh, is going to die. It's going to be oh. Buffett. But then this morning, it was uh, former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor died at ninety-three. Oh. So I'm, it's not going to be Buffett. So I lost that one. That's that's the first story of the week. Second story of the week, unfortunately, is once again Elon Musk, basically. He was sitting at the New York Times uh, Deal Book Summit, they call it. I think they call it some stupid name. Yeah. And I didn't know it existed until uh, Elon Musk said uh, some Well, there you go. Stuff. Uh, he said uh, uh, in front of a live audience, essentially, well, he uh, uh, he literally said, he said if, if talking about the advertisers who pulled their money because uh, of his virulent anti-Semitic posts, he said, if somebody is going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail with me with money, go fuck yourself. And then he repeated it, go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is, hey, Bob, referring to <laughs> oh. Disney CEO Bob Iger, who pulled his money. So now we're, uh, this is the stage we're at with uh, the richest man in the world, the Does CEO of was that Twitter. the sound of Linda's brain exploding? No, Linda's on. This is Linda's <laughs> How could on she team be surprised? I'm going to discuss Linda later. <laughs> like, okay. But, but, but actually, does Elon Musk think that Twitter is real life now? Like, he's oh. now, like, just. He talks and tweets. Hey, at least he's living by his. He's dunking on Bob It was Iger. really uncomfortable watching him. Like, it was, I yeah. was like. He's tweaking. Like, what's happening? Hey, here? Bob, that's go not F a yourself. real person. What? That's yeah. great. He was really. He was. He did seem a little Off. unhinged. -y. Yeah. But even I for agree. himself, you, th you think this yeah, is unusual? Yeah. No. Like, yes. He, he seemed really, really uncomfortable. Well, he yeah. should and, be. But I mean, like it. The preceding it was his half-assed apology for the original <laughs> yeah. like tweet, where he kind of says like. He he's backed into a corner and says, "I regret it." Like mm -hmm. by after Andrew Ross Sorkin asked him like five times, like he finally like kind of says, "I regret it." Then immediately leaps into, "But if advertisers are going to blackmail me, blackmail me with money, they go fuck yourself." Like he's just immediately was like, he it's almost like because he, yeah he couldn't apologize was without he yelling at somebody. Victim? 
Like blackmailing no. me. Well, he's setting himself up for martyrdom. They're yeah. bullying me. He's setting well, he's, himself up for his company says, is tanking. Twitter is tanking. He's lost. He's lost. You know, at least forty-four billion dollars of value, and he's gonna blame the left. He's gonna blame the woke world for destroying. He he already blamed the ADL for uh, the Anti-Defamation League for destroying corporate. You know, company value. Now he's just gonna blame all the woke oh, advertisers who hate his anti-Semitism, calling it. He's gonna be a First Amendment martyr, even though he has no idea what the First <laughs> Amendment is even about, because uh, one which could claim that. These companies are exercising their free speech by not advertising, you know, with uh, a virulent hater. So he's just playing a game now. But he's doing the he 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 said he has quote demons of the mind, right? Like he says mm. that as part of the interview. He also said wow. that and and talks about like how he doesn't sleep. He's he's never like he's never happy anymore. He's been talking a lot about that stuff. And um, yeah, he's going down. And, and yet, he, and yet, the board at Tesla lets him stay in power. Yeah. And and the culture Ooh. and the culture continues to support this maniac. They stay on Twitter. That's they true. keep buying Teslas. He even said in that interview the reason he's like basically acknowledging that he's a horrible person that everybody hates him but I Teslas are better so people are going to still buy him so go fuck yourself again well, basically I read a business insider headline that said that on Wednesday he talked about everything except the cyber truck reaching the next milestone which is Almost delivering one, I think. Well, I guess they, they now. <laughs> so, I, as shareholders of the, you know, that other company, I'll be upset. Well, according to reports, which I didn't capture these stories, is that the the, the, the Cybertruck has been announced for 2025, and it's already. He's basically already lied about uh, a million of the promises. The, the price tag will be $20,000 higher. Yeah. But people will still Ooh. fetishize it. They will line up to buy it. The share price will go up because well, this, this guy is. He's. He is coddled. He is loved. He's adored. Up, in, up until they see it, because it's real <laughs> fucking ugly. Like, all right, moving um, on. God, that thing's yeah. so ugly. I can't talk about Elon anymore. That's the second story of the week. Um, speaking of Bob Agar, speaking of Disney, the third story of the week is that Disney is once again embroiled in another proxy contest, another battle. Oh, billionaires proxy love. Alert. Billionaires like, love to think that, that they now how to run Disney better, I suppose. So Disney ha ha is fighting its latest battle with Nelson Pelt by appointing two members to its board. Uh, one of them is the Morgan Stanley CEO, James Gorman, and another is the former CEO of British media conglomerate Sky. His name is Sir Jeremy Duroc. Oh, I already hate the sir. <laughs> um... Uh, I, you did say the keyword there, my favorite keyword, um, appointed. Mm -hmm. They just go out and they say those two now are on the board. Yeah. No we vote. Own you. No voting. There's no conversation with shareholders. And it's all meant to like block. They also change their bylaws. They change yeah. their bylaws to to make it harder for, for Nelson uh, anyone, Peltz. For Nelson Peltz, yeah. for activists. And let's not forget that the 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 main beef against the open eye, open AI board doing its job was that they didn't consult shareholders. And, and there's yeah. no way that Bob Iger, as you're right, Matt, he's not consulting anybody. He's just playing a game. He's playing, he's, he's battling with Nelson Peltz. So that's the third story of the week. Game. And fourth story of the week um, is back to open AI because there's a few more things uh, oh, lingering. Gee. What's happened now? Sam Altman so is officially reinstated back as CEO at OpenAI. Uh, and I just had a few things, a few little tangents here that I wanted to go off on. And one is that he he says he harbors zero ill will towards the one of the male board members that got helped to get rid of him. And that's um, Ilya Sutskover. And notice he did not mention the women. The women are long gone. Ilya is still somehow part of the company, you know, because, you know, because he's Ilya, I guess. He all, Microsoft also is taking a non-voting observer position on OpenAI's board. So we were questioning what was going to happen there. That's a strange one. So I don't, I, I, I don't really, don't, we, we. Does that happen often? So it has it, happened. Are yeah. So to ref. So what we we always say when when there are emeritus directors uh, who usually are founders or former CEOs is that they they just their presence alone it has a considerable amount of 
kind of immeasurable influence. And I think that's yep. the role of Microsoft here is that they're going to sit there and uncomfortably stare at people. Yeah, do you guys, you guys are too young for the X-Files, right? You don't remember the X-Files. I can't <laughs> please, do Ari clearly please does. Do Ari, Ari knows <laughs> vaguely a, the song. Uh, there was, there, like, throughout the series, do you remember the guy who would sit, like, in a dark room with in the chair and smoke cigarettes? He was, no. what was his, Cancer Man? That was his name? <laughs> okay. They called him Cancer Man. And that uh, that is, I think, actually, in the bylaws, they're going to write in that Microsoft's <laughs> board member will sit in the back of the room, smoke cigarettes. It has to be the shadowy part of the room. <laughs> Everybody else will be talking, and then every once in a while, they'll say, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> and yeah, and I that's think, it. That's their observer role. And I think his eyeballs uh, will be Satya Nadella's eyeballs, right? They're going to be a direct it's link. It's going to be an eyeball AI link. board member. Yeah, yeah. it's just being an AI member. It's Bing. Uh, meanwhile, reports that uh, Sam Altman went on an 18-month, $85 million real estate shopping spree. So uh, this included multiple properties in Hawaii, San Francisco. So this is the guy. This is the guy that all the workers at OpenAI... Uh, are are worshiping? They all want their they all want their bit. They, 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 but actually, these tech pros love Hawaii. It, did, it yeah. did come out that um, the I mean this was known, but the, the vast majority of the shares are owned effectively by the employees, and um, they had a share buyback that was about to open for the employees to cash out of their positions by selling it to new investors. So. When Altman got ousted, the buyback plan was like suspended temporarily. So now you have all these people who are given the promise of millions of dollars, even though they were working at a nonprofit that was supposed to be mission driven. <laughs> That's not supposed and to then, be destroying their world. And then the board members do their job and They're try like, to keep it mission driven. And all the employees are like, I got sold a false bill of goods. <laughs> Where am I going to get my millions? No, not, I think that this company scary. is full of fucking... I'll sign anything and everything. Yeah, this is Meanwhile, not, uh, at OpenAI, uh, there's another report. OpenAI staff reportedly warned the board about an AI breakthrough that could threaten humanity before Sam Altman was fired. <sighs> and, and at the same time going on this week, Former Google CEO Larry Schmidt warns that AI could endanger humanity within five years, and he says that the Ooh, he says that the company's right around the door. He says the AI company's guardrails are not enough to prevent harm, and 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 Nvidia CEO Jensen Huang says artificial general intelligence will be achieved in five years, and AI will be fairly competitive with humans uh, at that Ooh. time. So this is the backdrop to why the a OpenAI board. Did its thing, and this, and yet Sam Altman is back, and he now he I, has twenty five homes too. So, like, I didn't know that twenty twenty eight was the new twenty fifty. Like, <laughs> we're talking about climate change by twenty fifty. In fact, at COP right now, which yeah, isn't even, even one of the stories of the week. No. COP twenty eight is yeah. such a fucking greenwash. It's unbelievable. Yeah, what was I going to tell it, you that? I was going to tell you that King Charles had a speech today saying that. We're reaching a tipping point. You think I was going to report on that, Matt? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to say. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're going to say that the sultans of Saudi Arabia are really worried about climate change right now. The four um, stories of the week: Char Charlie Munger dead, Elon Musk telling the world to go fuck yourself. Uh, no, just advertisers. Disney. Not the world. Disney appoints two new board members in a proxy fight, and Sam Altman back as CEO. OpenAI. Mm. Um, I really think that the Elon Musk story and the Disney story are almost just Disney stories. Both of them, everybody just, mm. it just seems like it was a week of Bob. really, really hates Disney and I don't week understand it. A ton of Disney headlines. I think it was a week of Bob. You think it was a week of Bob? Well, Disney released their uh, Q4 earnings mm -hmm. and everything was down except for like, you know, basically sports. And um, he blamed it on the messaging of their movies. Uh, yeah, well, he they, also blamed they, it on too many, too many Marvel sorry, sequels. Too many sequels. That, like, too many Marvel sequels. sequels. Yeah, yeah. Too many Which sequels. I actually applaud. I think it's, yeah, th I think there should <laughs> be zero Marvel correct. anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many fucking Marvel movies do we need? We need, the, we need zero. But the but there was they added to their risk factors, um, uh, 
political risks that could, because of the sort of like schism, the and Bud politics, Light storm, like yeah. Musk saying "Go F yourself," and then Musk <laughs> basically looks at Bob Iger. Apparently, was in the audience, was he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that's in the yeah well, Bob that's Iger was one of the speakers at the event. Yes. So Musk wow. says, "Go fuck yourself." Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Yes. Like what? <laughs> and then he's looking around, he's like looking- he wants, like. A reaction, yeah, from like, people. For, like, he, like wa- he either wants them but to Jesse, clap that's how, for him. That's how young boys act, Jesse. That's a, that's hey, the accepted, Bob. but that's the accepted he was, behavior. He was dressed like a young boy too. Go but this is yourself. the accepted behavior. Yeah, he had like a aviator jacket a on, bomber like a bomber jacket, yeah. a leather bomber jacket. You made too. I have so many issues <laughs> with that video. Sequels. I didn't know we were going to go into judgy territory. So um, many issues. Okay. But they both feel like Disney stories. So what are you voting for? Oh, you got you vote first. I'm voting for Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. Oh, you don't know who I'm talking about? It's Warren's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> no, that's just the not the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm voting for him because I. It was a shock to the business community for Sam Altman. It, wait, wait a minute. It's a shock to the business community that a 99 year old died. That's <laughs> the shock <laughs> to the business. Like, it was a big shock. story. Did you see? Did you see the article about what he ate? Peanut brittle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. drank coke. Yeah, yeah, Where's a miracle? Jesse, from Nebraska. Oh, he's from like California somewhere. Yeah. Jesse, just so you're clear, that peanut brittle is a is peanut brittle that he owned. It's a company that, that yeah, Berkshire of owns. Yeah, so I I do think that they bought only companies so that they could eat candy that they like. Right? Like they just they <laughs> I'm bought okay with that. candy. They love that. I see they, no problem like, in that. And then sat on the boards of all the ketchup they could. Pizzas <laughs> didn't get to him, I guess. I guess well, they didn't I guess touch not. him. Well, uh, I'm more shocked that he did die. I thought uh, he was going to live. All right, forever. so we've got. <laughs> a vote for Munger and a vote for all in a windowless men. crypt. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make Damien Ooh. break this tie. I like um, a tiebreaker. I'm gonna Disney. vote for Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Disney. Oh, so Elon gets no votes. So, so um, well, Elon saying go fuck yourself. Like, doesn't he say that every day on Twitter? He's just living Twitter now. So I don't really care that much That's about scary. what he has to say. His Twitter life is. But, but the Disney story feels like not only does it have legs. But it is deep in our wheelhouse, and it's sort of a big deal. You're watching like a like a you know. Iger also said he was going to step down by 2026, and 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 blamed his current tenure effectively on Chapik, saying that that guy was disappointing. The man he chose this, to take over. The man he chose and had full confidence in. I think it's a more interesting story. I'm going with that. Or the man he chose because he knew that there's a possibility of failure and he could come back. Yeah, whatever, whatever. How you frame it? How you feel? Uh, this is a tough tiebreaker. Uh, Charlie Munger just seems like a boring choice. Yeah, correct. Wow. He's ninety nine. He died. Three, he, had, he had what was it? Three percent <laughs> influence at Berkshire Hathaway or four percent influence? Oh. I think it was three percent. It Poor ties Carly. in with my prediction. He had a hundred percent influence over Warren Buffett, though. That's true. Sam Altman. Mm. Uh, that story is kind of evergreen, so I wouldn't call it the story of the week. Uh, hmm. Wow. Okay. So he's just asking. I guess I'll first. I'll just agree. Uh, I don't know if I want to agree with me. I'll agree with Ari. I'm gonna agree with Ari. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Munger. Charlie no, Munger. No, 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 no. That's just because now I'm thinking who's going to replace him on the board of Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. No one cares. No one, Whoever matter, Warren says. <laughs> Although to Matt, to your point, Matt, because I was gonna agree with you, but I shouldn't feel like agreeing with you. <laughs> Why? Why is it acceptable? Is our company basically in the category of billionaire activist investors? Why is it acceptable for them to have a point of view? But when we try to try to open vacancies or target directors, we're told that we're too aggressive. And that look, I don't, gonna, I don't know how to tell that you this, but yeah, we don't have any money, billions and of they dollars. have billions of dollars. That's the reason why. That's, so that's the reason why they're allowed to be aggressive, right? Because they're if super we rich. Had like a billion five dollars. Billion, if we had five billion dollars, do you think anyone would say we're too aggressive? They would just say we're doing our job so, as activists, or we're data-driven activists. Then we should be pitching the companies to these people in the in the investor in the activist I, investor world. Uh, do you have any of their numbers? I've. I, they, um, they haven't picked up my calls yet. I think I do. All right, I'll, I'll, we're yeah. moving on. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> to Goodliest. <laughs> Announce yourself. <laughs> goodliest of the week this week. All right, here we go. UN. We love a good UN declaration, don't we, we people? Do. <laughs> yeah, <not laughs> do we? Uh, <laughs> I love a declaration as good, a good thing. 
UN declares PFAS. Let's oh, go. God. Pollution in North Carolina. Human rights violation. Yes. Wow. I'm done. There's my vote. I don't even need to hear anymore. This is actually the first time that the UN has used this type of framework to address PFAS. So hopefully, you know, this elevates two more uh, international and, well, national action here in the U.S. But this specifically talks about the uh, Cape Fear River mm -hmm. uh, in North Carolina. Cape Fear. Where I know, so absolutely, well, named after the fact. Uh Fayette, I can't say it, help me. Fayetteville. Fayetteville works. Uh, the chemical plant has been polluting Cape Fear for over 40 years. 40 so years? They, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, so the UN sent a letter to three different companies. Uh, Just a letter? Okay. Yeah. Wait, they sent three whole letters. <laughs> that, that, that is good. Stating that this is a human rights violation. Okay. But the reason why they sent it to three different companies, which is DuPont, Chemours, uh, and oh, Cortiva. Yes, right. Is because. I'm just your copy. I, can't, I don't know where that is. <laughs> because companies are so good at blame shifting exercises that they split up and reinvent themselves to make it difficult for regulators to try to pin anything on any company and hold them accountable, which is why we should be focusing on the people, people. <laughs> the people. Yeah, I, see, people. I see what you're kind of doing here. You're, doing. Yeah, you're, you're, doing. you're shoehorning I, it in. I don't, I'm not sure I like it. I don't it. want to crap on this story, but is there any, what, is the, do, though. what does it mean? Like, I, do, what does this declaration actually mean? Is there a significance? It's the first time they've blah, done blah. this. First time. Okay. All right. It's a okay. precedent. Blah, blah, blah. If anybody still thinks that the UN carries any sort of weight, they would care about this. Okay. Wait, I'm, I'm going to wait to listen for the people who think the UN cares. <laughs> well, I know, well, I know of 10 people in Vermont who do, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the three companies back in June, they did reach a 1.1 billion settlement with U.S. water systems. And just this week on Wednesday, they reached 110 million settlement with the state of Ohio. Oh, how did Ohio get involved? They sued. Oh, oh, okay. so for something happening in North Carolina, was it because no, of no, the no, declaration? No. Well, or? They, you know they're polluting everywhere. Oh yeah, that what I know. they do is they just point fingers at each other. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, we're Dupont now. We are not Camores. We don't have anything to do with this. So this sounds more like an exhaustingest story of the week. It does. Uh, it does have this ring to, and also forty like, years, forty I'm years a little, of, popula of I, po pollution. I'm mildly concerned that we think that. Okay, so these companies dumped shit in water for 40 years. How's about $100 million for doing that, right? Like, as mm. if that undumps the shit, right? Like, right. the money doesn't actually do the, anything. It's like, it, it's all performative. Right. Well, actually, the chemical processes that are happening in North Carolina are happening in the U.S. because, for example, Europe has banned it. So they <laughs> export some of the stuff they have to do to those chemicals oh, and do it do. on U.S. soil. It's kind of like when we used to send our trash to China until China was like, no more. So you thing. just turned this goodliest of the week into actually exhausting. Yeah, and pro they probably no, do this in... You're missing the goodliest. It's a human rights violation, people. They, I'm guessing they do this in community, in poorer communities <laughs> or, or communities where people of color live is my guess, too. All right, oh. moving on. Come on, All I right. can't... You're killing me with that one. Okay, next up, America's first enhanced geothermal plant just got up and running. Right, I may be pandering to my co-hosts co here with geothermal not enhanced. <laughs> but two years after Fervo Energy and Google signed a development deal, the enhanced geothermal plant started supplying power to the grid. Two years? Wow. Okay. Shouldn't it have been taken like 33 years? What? I don't understand. Exactly. <laughs> it's too fast. This is awesome. What do you mean too fast? Oh, sorry, my sarcasm doesn't translate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's well, happy. This, this He's is happy. actually incredible. She's getting defensive, I didn't Damien. think it was okay, sarcasm okay. because it is incredibly fast. Yeah, see? Yeah. Which is I'm, awesome. I'm, all right, I'm from the Northeast. I can't anyway, help my sarcasm. They, sorry. They dig deeper and better than other geothermal things. But the reason why they Google wants- better. Google wants to do, or they partner with this company, is because uh, they pledged 
24-7 carbon-free energy in all their operations. So data, center, data centers and campuses around the world. And they want to get there not by just purchasing renewable power, but nice. also accelerating the development sounds, of innovative uh, energy technology. I don't see anything negative about it. this one other than the fact uh, that Google exists. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I, do we need another one? Go ahead. Do the next one so that I can not care about it and go back <laughs> to this one and just vote for it. Virgin Atlantic completes first ever 100% sustainable air fuel powered trans- transatlantic flight on commercial okay. airliners. Can I, like I ask this. you a question about this? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, do, we don't need to have the flight. So why do we need to? I don't want the sustainable air fuel. I want the oh, no Oh, come flight. on. You've gone somewhere before. My wife You went to Tokyo, Hawaii. Just because my wife makes me Everyone fly everywhere. Everyone has wives that make stay them home. fly. Doesn't mean that I want to go. <laughs> Matt, you have a um, nice house. Don't You should stay home during your vacations. <laughs> You're telling me. I'm you the could one be alone. Look at the silence. He's going to have FOMO if he sends his I 100%. ladies off to no, a vacation. You don't know, Matt. definitely do not have FOMO about anything uh but sustainable airline fuel yeah what makes it sustainable like i have no idea the composition of it that why we call it sustainable airline fuel is that a greenwash is it actually no. like sustainable? like back to the future so if the way sustainable air fuel staff is developed is mm-hmm. through like oil corn and other waste they turn it into fuel that's already a proven thing what would make it more sustainable than the current jet fuel is if there was already an infrastructure to produce it and be able to deploy it to where the jets are. Does and why can't sense? we get yeah, there? But does it burn? Like does it? Oh, spews? it burns way clean. It's if it, net if you're zero just com- emissions. If you're just exactly. If you're just comparing, I'm reading it. No, the it, first it, ever no, net it reduces zero emissions, emissions transatlantic flight. No, it reduces emissions, it says here, as much as 85% if relative to If you're comparing just the burning of jet fuel, which mm-hmm. is like crap fuel, same fuel you put in your car, but just denser and crappier. If you're comparing that air fuel with the ones you make from corn, it is way cleaner, 85% cleaner. However, to get this sustainable air fuel Two jets, they have to drive it to places, therefore offsetting like such great advantages because there's already a system in place for like current jet fuel. Exactly. So it is way better. So they just need to build some pipes, <laughs> is really what you're saying. They need to build infrastructure. This one's, this one's not that bad, I guess. Yeah, why? Then. I mean, it's do not we, that bad. Not to put you on the spot, Ari, but do we know wh- what is the problem with well, building the infrastructure? Is it just well, too we, expensive? Wait, we should, what do you, we should oh, right. s- we should say that the reason why Damien and I are asking Ari all these questions is yeah. she was actually an engineer like designing airplane parts. So right. this th- so this is we have so no idea. They said this couldn't be done for such a long flight as well um, due to performance things from the fuel itself. Mm-hmm. And that was false. And and now Richard Branson's like I'm showing you up. And there were passengers on this flight, right? This is a this is yes. a normal commercial. That's yeah, I like yes. this. Come on. So I wanted to. Say, I, the, there were oh, there were passengers on the flight. <laughs> the, I, I figured it was an empty flight. I didn't realize there were the, they would actually put people on it. It said normal commercial flight. Wow. So they didn't even know. So the people but got the question, on. It's like, but to your original point, Matt, I wonder if this is the same as like our fascination with electric vehicles, right? You're not really. Are you solving anything here? You're, you're, I think you're not changing. You're not changing the behavior of the consumer. You're correct. Are, are, right. Is there going to be more right. flying now because there's more corn to burn? Or I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I do. I would say. Um, so Ari did a project, for, um, a consultant project for uh, asset manager who owned airplanes, and dissected. Every airplane that they owned, the years they were built, the amount of fuel that they needed based on how far they flew, how, the likely you know fullness of those planes, all these factors, the how age of the planes, how many business seats there were, how many business planes. seats there were, to, to sort of like get you to a place where you could say, well, this plane's carbon emissions are X based on all the, all of these factors, and there were like twenty factors. So it does, it did. I had no idea that any of this existed, but like found out through this project that they they fly planes that are empty all the yeah. time because yeah. they have to. There's yeah. regulations about Especially it. Especially during the pandemic. During the bad. pandemic, they were flying empty planes to keep roots to alive. Keep their gates. Uh, like they were all they do just 
literally light yeah. shit on fire for fun in this industry. <laughs> so the fact that they're doing any of this is kind of good. Um, those are three pretty so, the that's two what good I got ones. for you. <laughs> I mean, PFAS is actually a human rights violation. Okay, there was a declaration by the UN. Everybody cares I about it. I declare this is bad. Um, number two, America's first enhanced geothermal plants is up and running in two years, which is a short amount of time, Damien. Yes. And Virgin Atlantic <laughs> completes Agreed. first ever sustainable air fuel uh, flight. I'm gonna. I'll start off here because it's gonna be a curveball of a, and mainly maybe to keep it interesting. But I, uh, the reason why I won't pick the geothermal plant or the transatlantic flight is because again I think uh, you're really gonna steal my pick like that. <laughs> no. Okay. But here's the, here's my rationale, and and this oh kind of the worst one's gonna win. Here's my okay. rationale: is that again we're not we're not changing consumptive behavior. We're just finding like band aids. I, I I don't like Bravo to Google, I, I suppose. But the, you but, think you think that but, EV drivers drive more because they have EVs? No, I think that we need to invest in infrastructure away from the individual ownership of cars. It is a it is a maddening is maddening. And Dang we're, and, it. we're yeah. not yes. going to stop transatlantic flights. This okay. is not going to happen. Okay, but again, I... You can't build a train fast enough over, across the ocean. Overconsumption. Or, or dig a tunnel. Can you Venture let a man capitalist. vote? Can you let a white man vote here? <laughs> over, I, the behavior of overconsumption is clearly uh, what's killing our planet. I, I'm sorry, but I can't see any other... Overconsumption has got to be the, the biggest ill that I can see. Damien, this isn't All a right, cheaper option. This isn't going to promote I don't, more flying. I don't... The, yeah, the benefit for the, the declaration. The benefit <laughs> to humanity that Google serves to me is nil. Uh, uh, flying constantly is, is a sickness. And, and I, I'll be... I'll be... I'll join the 10 people in Vermont, Vermont to continue... I will support the UN in its efforts. I, I think declaring yeah. something like this is human human rights violation it is important. I mean, Thank I'm sorry, but we're, but we're spending like <laughs> a half right, hour. Damian. We're spending a half hour upset at Elon Musk telling people to go fuck themselves. So, but there are other people in the world working in the other direction. And that's and the UN is still one of those bodies. So I'm going to I'm going to support their if their the UN had statements. only declared that Elon Musk can't be an anti-Semite, it would have been solved. By that's now. my vote. That's my vote. All right, Jesse. I think Matt should go next. <laughs> oh, Jesse agrees with me. Yeah, she does, which means my vote is pointless. What's no, your no, dumb I, vote? I, I'm actually not voting for that. Well, oh, okay. Th so I, my vote is for the. Uh, I like both of the second two, um, but I I'm gonna vote for two years is what I'm gonna vote for. Nice. The the, the fact that we are talking about 2050 at all for anything, right? Is Fucking lunacy. Right. We, we apparently, Google can sign a development deal and in two years they have power? Yes, like, they're two years to a greenwash, their greenwash deal. No, they have power. What they do you have, well, I don't understand what's <laughs> For data centers. Getting uh, Enough power. data, Google. Give that's, it up. That's fine. Jamie, but this is what makes a world go round. All I'm saying uh -huh. is sure. they don't. Let a man vote. <laughs> like, can a white man just get his vote out? Can't. A can white he? man got his vote out. <laughs> Although Two I guess according years. to Elon Musk, I'm not white anymore. So maybe I'm not. Maybe you're the white man. Two years is is the correct vote. That's right. what I'm going for. I'm also voting for that. Yeah. That's the yeah. All right. I still love you, people, yes. but I gotta go. Gotta go. Jesse, you stabbed me in the back, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. It's fuck declarations. You All gonna right. blackmail me with declarations? Ari, Ari did so well fuck this week. Declarations. Goodness, that's done. Which means we're on to. We're on to you. Oh my god. <laughs> We're only halfway through the show. Oh my <laughs> god! Goodness. Speed it up. I will not speed it up. You have to let a white man talk. All right, I got three for you. I'm going to start with this one. This was the headline: State Street adds option to fully back corporate boards. Here is the backdrop: State Street, the BlackRock, Vanguard—they're offering voter choice, which means. If you own like a State Street ETF or investment fund, a mutual fund, they are offering you the ability as a retail investor to vote the proxy yourself. They'll okay. pass that down to you, okay? That sounds good. That feels good, okay? But 
what State Street has done is they worked with ISS to craft a, f- a couple of options so that it's easier for you. Oh, The okay. default option that State Street currently offers is four. 100% for management. That is the default option. So how do you what? vote against? What is you there- have to. Do they have a what rationale if you wanted for that, by to the pick way? and choose? They, you, you, you. Basically, they overwhelm you. You can pick and choose, or like it's like from the standpoint of the individual consumer, uh-huh. the they they're actually not solving that problem. The problem they're solving for is it would be really hard to track every retail voter's votes for every individual. Yeah. There are eighty thousand active directors on Earth right now. Eighty five thousand or something, right? Uh-huh. So if you had to vote for them, that's 99% of your voting. That Imagine if a person actually went through an entire portfolio. The S&P 500 has mm-hmm. how many directors? Yeah. It's like 8,000 of them? 9,000 yeah. directors? 7,000 yeah. 7, 7, directors. So if you own the S&P 500 and you're voting individually on 7,000 directors and State Street then has to aggregate everybody's individual choices. So what they did is work with ISS to give you like two default, three default, you know, three options. The primary option being just vote with management. This was the quote from Lori Heinel at um, State Street. She said, if, if you think, quote, they're doing great or quote, you're aligned with management, let's go all in. So basically you look at your fund the fund went up, and you just say, "Go directors." Let's go all in. And they this vote is pure percent four. And this, this is, is this insane. is p- purely a stock, a short-term stock-driven decision, right? It has nothing this to, is, nothing well, to they, do with long-term risk, nothing to do with any kind of ESG risk. It's just a short-term. Do you like the share price? That's it. That's well, what? because that's, that's the, all. But that's all the you know. Unless you have a retail investor going to FreeFlowAnalytics.com and doing their own research. All a individual investor has access to, data-wise, to make a decision, is the recommendation of ISS or and State Street's options. And who knows how they came up with that? It's it, in fact, I I did this whole bit in here that I'm going to skip, picking out a guy who sits on a board who bats in the bottom of every category we have. He's he's in the bottom 25% of every single category, including the bottom 1% of controversies. He's on, he's only sat on board that are highly controversial. Who is and this? According to, his name is Alexander Wynance. So he didn't skip it. Um, but according well, to State gonna, Street- he's going to talk about it. You would him. elect him. In fact, he sits on the board of Uber, and last year he got a 99.2% vote for- despite all this already, and now State Street's going to move every retail vote in his direction also. So they're pretending you have a choice, but they don't give you any information and they only give you like... That's So they give you... you Basically, it's a high five option. It's like a gaslight option. You are, you are, you are, you are being told you have a choice, but what you're really doing is serving the protected class. You are not voting anybody out. You're not doing anything different. And what's worse to me is that it's all because they're hiding behind this notion that it's just too much work. It's too much effort, right? I mean that that the reason why we have to do it this way is that it's just it's do can you imagine the great effort of trying to understand these companies and these boards? <laughs> right. I, look, like it, there is but a great not, effort. To yeah. Understand who cares? The directors, I, yeah. but they there are the, the fact that we built the thing at Freefall Analytics shows that there is data you can do it. Yes. Right? I was gonna say it's also a great effort. It takes me a month to rake my lawn. It's a, it's a great <laughs> effort. Yes, I could hire. A company like FreeFlow to come and rake it, but I go through the great effort. So you're right, Matt. Either go through the great effort or hire FreeFlow Analytics to rake there your you lawn. Yeah. The, uh, the the underpinning of this is something we talk about all the time. That we know that an academic paper came out like a month ago that showed 57% of stocks have underperformed U.S. Treasuries since 1926. Basically. If you're invested in the stock market, more than half of the stocks you invest in do worse than buying up, getting a bond from your grandmother. Like, <laughs> it, like uh, you know, when you're born, and like Aunt May gives you a bond and is like, congratulations. Like, that was better investment than you investing in the stock, half of the companies in the stock market. And yet, only globally, 0.2%, 0.2% of directors are ever voted out. Talk about job stability it's it is protected like, class totally. it is what do you like, want to do when you grow up i want to be a board tenure. director 
People Absolutely call ESG tenured. like the, the the full employment act for compliance officers and lawyers. Like this, the the full employment act is become a director. You will never lose your job yeah. ever. It's like, so they're facilitating that, but doing it, making it look like choice. It's the That's ultimate. Can we, just, can we just skip your other ones and yeah, vote for this one and move on? No, because you're going to like the next vote. two too. No, no. I like this one. Here we go. The next one is Mary Barra. What? No, I'm not voting for her. I'm not. Voting I already for her. don't like her now that I learned she drives a Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, GM, it's her company, is it not? Here's, here's the headline: GM announces record 10 billion stock buyback, no way. more than it's spending yeah, on UAW raises that. as its electrification stall push stalls. Here's all, I actually linked all of these things. They claimed that the labor strikes, that labor at these companies were killing the electric car. That's, these are all links. These are all uh -huh. news reports, quotes. They are, they kill, they're killing electric cars. They, they are the reason for inflation. They are hurting the economy. They are triggering <laughs> labor, mass layoffs. The Just labor. labor. The labor strikes and uh -huh. labor at these car companies are responsible for these things, whereas, BlackRock, who owns 10% of GM. Vanguard owns 8% of GM. Mary Barra owns 4.2 million shares and 20% of the company influence. There is no headline talking about a $10 billion stock buyback that goes to them does any of those things. Wow. Not one. Well, you know what? Labor is why. And, and I was going to make this point in your in your last story is that what what everyone seems to miss at places like State Street is that you you. Sh when you're looking like at your board, for instance, if it's going to be at General Motors, the reason why it doesn't serve shareholders to have a protected class of directors is that you should absolutely have someone, a director at GM that has human resources expertise or, or, or expertise in the labor, uh, in labor, right? As opposed yeah, right. to just rubber stamping everybody, you, you could be fighting off long-term risk in, in other ways. You don't have to just vote your board through every single time. Well, State Street will help you vote your board through, but you sound like a socialist I now. mean, if you're getting 10 million, is it 10 million? 10 billion. Buy 10 billion. I know, I was saying 10 million. I'm like, wait, that's nothing. Okay. 10 billion <laughs> share buybacks. Sounds great if I'm those people. It's, All right, who else? Well, it sounds great well, if you own shares. And finally, Sam Altman. Oh. All right. And this uh, is why this is the this is the sequence of things that I read. Sam quote hurt and angry. <laughs> Sam Altman opens up about OpenAI board's failed coup. Wow. Uh -huh. It seems it's so sad. This so this is so in the wild imagery. It's like, like he's hurt and I'm, angry. I'm hurt and angry about it. It's not. Oh, a, by the way, it's it's not a coup when the people who are your, when your bosses fire you. That's, <laughs> not, a, that's not a coup. Your bosses fire you and. <laughs> They did their jobs in firing you. Right. Um, but then I read this. Sam Altman says he harbors zero ill will towards former AI board member <laughs> Ilya Sutskever. So now he's just hurt and angry at the two women who voted. There are only four votes, and he's angry at the two women. Yeah, because the, the fourth Ilya, vote maintained his board seat. He the maintained third, his board seat. The, the, the third vote, he... Sam still likes, and the t but the That's two other votes are it. women. That's because he regretted it. He really regretted yeah. it. Remember? Yeah, he regretted it. He's, because he's, his wife, because Ilya's, uh, no, because yeah, his wife Ilya's called wife. Greg Brockman, Brockman's wife called Ilya. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, then I read this. Open, open AI staff reportedly warned the board about an AI breakthrough that could threaten humanity before Altman was ousted. So... Now Altman is sad and hurt and angry at the two women who listened to the concerns of the staff about threats to humanity. Then Damien pulled Altman went on an 18-month, $85 million real estate shopping spree, which made me think emotional so spending. He's, he's angry, hurt and angry at the two women who almost didn't let you buy estates in Hawaii well, while you threaten humanity. Can we also he's rage shopping? But can we also not forget that the, the the little trick that Sam Altman pulled in the past, which is this like this kind of setting himself up as a martyr at OpenAI because he doesn't actually own any shares. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. draw oh. like a big salary. Mm, he pretends to be... Because it's a nonprofit. Yeah, no. he pretends to be part of the working class here. But meanwhile, as Matt, as you're pointing <laughs> out, he has like, investments in over like 400 different entities. He's a <laughs> extremely wealthy man. He doesn't need equity uh, at OpenAI. Uh, then I, I, so I keep reading. 
OpenAI says white men Brett, Larry, and Adam will work hard to build diverse boards. So, so now he's. Oh, I have a prediction there, by the way. I he's hurt and angry at the two women, mm-hmm. and to get back at them, he offered their seats to two white bros who will make the board more diverse with more women. Well, ostensibly. what? Yeah. One of them, Larry Sum- Summers, who is on the record as saying that uh, uh, basically that men are better scientists and mathematicians yeah, than women. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And then OpenAI uh, had announced, they promised, they, they, they weren't going to, uh, this is the quote, OpenAI unlikely to offer board seat to Microsoft, other investors, so they <laughs> promised no more tech bros. We've got these tech bros, there are no more tech bros, we're hurt at the women, but we're okay with, that. We're, with the, the people that we have. And then yesterday, Microsoft gets OpenAI board seat as non-voting observer. So, observer, so we're, a lurker. We, we're, we, we promise no more tech bros, except this one <laughs> tech bro, but he's just an observer, but we don't have any women who can be observers on this like white tech bro. The whole thing is all kabuki theater. Wow. Right, can I you vote string now? string it together. Yeah, vote. I vote. State Who Street. Who are you going to vote for? Um, State Street. State Street. <laughs> I mean, the default, uh, the default mechanism there was to support management 100%. They should have worked that. with us instead but think of about that. ISS. Yeah, that's correct. And we could have offered actual choices. Think the about voters. the think about the craziness of that. You can you can go to your local sports team and you can boo a guy for for an air ball and a three pointer, but you can't have a say in the people who run the biggest companies in the world. No, crazy. You can't. Not even if you own a piece of the company. Crazy. That's a sweep. That's oh, a you're, sweep. you're voting that Good. way too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Even though I really like the OpenAI. Um, that was disappointing. No, that was just exhausting. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> this, of, this should have been Jesse's exhausting. Speaking of, I'm gonna continue the exhaustion. Oh boy, this is this first one. What you got? Really gonna make you roll your eyes. Jeff Bezos's super yacht. Oh, is that's enough. So gigantic, <laughs> it needs to be docked Wait. next to oil tankers. Yeah, it, was like oh, it was like it was like six feet longer than than the length the max length where you could dock it in a normal yacht dock space. So it needs to be next to oil tankers. But this is... This is exhausting considering here are some of the other headlines I read while preparing. The biggest delivery business in the U.S. is no longer UPS or FedEx. It's Amazon. Oh. Amazon says Black Friday Cyber Monday sales event was its biggest ever. Oh. Amazon packages reportedly overwhelmed small post offices, oh. delaying other mail. Delaying Nuts. other mail. Oh. Also, in case you just want, I want to add a little more fuel to the fire. It costs $137,000 to operate the yacht? this yacht. Oh. What do you mean $137,000? A day? A day. A day. Every <laughs> single day, it costs $137,000 so like to operate the yacht. That's two basically seconds. two. <laughs> that, really, it's like three full-time living wages right there yes. per day. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and that's wonderful. not even considering like all the pollution. But Yachts are like massively polluting. You know, I actually looked up the how much the docking fee was for the yacht. And uh-huh. did, did you know the docking fee to park that thing is only $2,500 a day? $2,500 I mean, like, a day? That's, that's pretty yeah. cheap. It seems cheap. We could well, all pull hard. considering <laughs> they could put a tanker there. Yeah. Wait. Uh, I am surprised that, I mean, it was just an oversight. Six too long. Who wants yeah, to no, be part of well, oil tankers? It's, a flex, it's for yeah. this specific like yacht dock in uh, Florida. Like I'm sure there's other ones. Think that about might... it. If you're a billionaire, you don't want your nice super yacht by oil tankers. Yes, Ugh, you do. It's gross. a gross. Yeah. You don't. Anyways, All right, what else you got, exhausting. All right. Washington school employees sue Monsanto for 165 million over toxic contamination leaked from light fixtures. Light I, fixtures. Whoa. Light oh, fixtures. What's toxic? I hate Monsanto, yep. and yeah. they who, have exhausted me them? for so long. So I love that they're suing. I love that they got a settlement. That's not what's exhausting. But what's mm-hmm. exhausting is that. Washington teachers at Sky Valley Education Center in Monroe, Washington, say that exposure to polychlorinated biphenols or PCBs that leaked from light fixtures gave them cancer and brain injuries. Monsanto obviously knew about these PCBs, knew that they shouldn't be in the lights, knew that they 
should not be using these chemicals and did anyways. So there was a verdict against them, which is great. But still, I think it's way less than they should be paying for to compensate for what was happening. And just in case you need some more background information, you Bayer Monsanto is behind glyphosate, which is one of the most dangerous chemicals that is poisoning our entire food supply in the U.S. It's also known as Roundup. And as of November of this year, they had reached settlement agreements in nearly 100,000 lawsuit cases for Roundup, Jesus. paying about $11 billion, which is but, way yeah. too little. Jesse, How does this still exist? But, like, the 100,000 lawsuits here is the number. And I tried to look up. So 100, obviously, 000. Monsanto is owned by Bayer. They have like 20 people on their board. I was trying to get some stats well, about how a, terrible they are. They but it's advisory board. But it's, it's, it's crazy. But if you uh, if you invest with State Street, State Street will tell you that yeah, if, you, that if you just just look at the short term stock price, if you're happy, then go all in on management because that's yeah. the only point of a corporation in 2023. They're short term. They're gain. killing us. That's it. They're killing teachers. Thank but you, go State Street. In. <laughs> that all right. really got to them. Thousand. Yeah. yeah. So then we have. I, I had to cover. The ex CEO, I had to cover. There's what? a CEO at X that's actually. I know Elon this Musk. is crazy. Ex CEO Linda Yacarino tries to bail Elon Musk out of trouble again, as she labels his expletive-laden rant against advertisers as a candid exchange. No. Yeah. Linda, be a hero and just quit. Like, that's exactly my point. Just quit. When's it gonna be though, enough? Like the, I saw this. The Hollywood Reporter has this like no. animated tweet of her hanging off of the X logo into fire. And it's like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what is happening. Willingly. Why? Well, look, look, I, she stood by him when he basically retweeted a white replacement theory. I know. R- fully anti-Semitic post. Saying go fuck yourself seems quaint in comparison, doesn't it? Like, you know, I don't quit. But then. this is, would you call it this candid? This is cumulative. <laughs> it's pretty cumulative. Like, if know. you're cum, like, she, what, what is, why, why is she there? I mean, she's what probably, is the point? she's probably listening to way worse from him behind closed doors, honestly. Totally. But we know she has no power. We know she's just there to clean up his mess. Like, where is this advance? How is this advancing her? I don't even get it. She can't be paid that much more as if she went to, another company. It does seem like though, everybody who knows him behind closed doors becomes a defender of his. And either it's because because of proximity of of power, proximity to power, right? Or the way he is behind closed doors, like he goes out in public and tries to dunk on people and be cool. And he's actually an anti-Semite and terrible. But when he's just sitting around stone with his friends, like, like I don't understand how people keep defending him. Bill Ackman doxed, had got Harvard students doxed for saying less shit than Elon Musk has, and he came to Musk's defense. Right. I I don't understand. I can't. I think it's really pathetic. I don't understand how her reputation isn't being marked more by this, by her sticking up for him. Because there's a portion of the United States that loves this. You know, I mean, that's why Trump is even in the polls, right? Anyways, my advice to you, Linda, is just fucking quit. Just quit. Leave. Every week, our advice. advice. That's my candid advice to Linda. (laughs) We'll give you that advice every week, Linda. All right. So those are the stories. Bezos Super Yacht, Washington School employees suing Monsanto, and Linda Yaccarino bailing Elon out once again. I think Linda Yaccarino, I think Yaccarino is going to become a verb after this. <laughs> Yaccarinoed? Oh. You Yaccarinoed? Oh, I got to Yaccarino that. You know, I got to mop up all this poop. Support the next Hitler. All right, Damien, go first. Oh, me. Um, the most exhausting. When, when did I feel the most depressed when Jesse was talking? It usually starts right at the beginning. <laughs> And it continues uh, right to the end. Right to the end. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going for an, an overconsumption theme, I guess I would vote for Bezos. If I'm going for a I hate State Street theme, and you would vote in all the directors at Bay Monsanto just because you know you feel good about the stock market, I go for that one. And of course, I love to hate Elon Musk. So this is a tough one. Are you? I'm actually also making up my mind. I don't know. I know exactly. I'm since I'm you the go only first, one who knows. Matt, Matt. You go. It's Bezos. Um, 
Uh, wow, you said his name right for the first I time. You must hate really it when hate him today. First. Because there's no way that like the the this is what we subsidize, right? <laughs> yeah. Like like by being a prime member, getting mm-hmm. your package the next day instead of mm-hmm. like three days later. By this is what you subsidize. This I super do, yacht was built on the back of USPS. It should have a USPS logo on the side. I mean, like it's like a dude who can park his super yacht next to oil tankers because it's so big is what, and we fetishize it. It's so exhausting to like. Really, like, I was like, "This is." I gross. mean, the country fetishizes this, right? Like, the culture, because every, yeah. They, yeah. the culture is kind of like he earned it. This is like he's he's living his best life, and we you know, want a yacht busy. too. One we, day we can get we, there. Also, right. everybody's busy taking pictures of themselves on Instagram so that they can look like they have a super yacht, like Jeff Bezos. Like, I, it's just I'm exhausting. Gonna, I'm voting for the Monsanto story because once again, it's a I'll call it a failure to because we, we protect our class of directors we don't care what's going on we I just love that everybody knows way. who controls the soundboard just by reactions <laughs> Ari? I'm, I'm exhausted by Linda oh, oh good tie for Jesse come on Jesse oh my goodness Jesse so was ready to tie ready, I was not expecting ready to just end this. the segment we can, we can now get out of here under an think. hour if you if you break the tie quickly alright I'm gonna go with Monsanto because I have a deep burning hate. For oh, as, as you should. As you oh, should. It wasn't. It wasn't oh, a deepest day for her. It was a PBC. Glyphosate day. is is up there with PFAS in my passion. Oh. Fiery. Hate. But don't be aggressive and vote <laughs> out the directors. Glyphosate and PFAS are what are gonna take us all down. Jesse, all right. bottle your aggression and don't vote against any of the directors. Okay. Who bottle won? Aggression. Will the do. Week. <laughs> Who won the week? I'll go quickly. Tell me. <laughs> Waiting for the stupid music to end. Uh, the Buffett Munger bromance is forever in history now. Oh, they didn't have a fight That's before he died. I hate it, that we're like, oh. The bromance <laughs> wins. The bromance wins. Anyone I, else? I also I hate to say this, but Buffett and Munger. There was an article Damien pulled about why they won't buy companies with shitty leadership. And this is the quote that the two of them bounced off of each other. Munger said, quote, if you want to ruin your life, spend it trying to change your spouse. It's really stupid. And then to which Buffett said, quote, marrying somebody to change them is crazy. And I would say hiring somebody to change him is just as crazy and becoming partners with them to change them is crazy. This is like the ethos of our company. Like, like figure out who you're, who you're investing in, not what. So, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, kudos to Buffett and Munger on, the, on Munger's way out. Jesse? I chose Forbes because they compiled a hall of shame, oh. highlight highlighting names that they regret picking for their thirty under thirty that list. Sounds wow. aggressive. Yeah, is it all tech bros? They, it's it's mostly finance. They started with SBF mostly and Caroline bros. Ellison. See, they but had yeah, to add Caroline Ellison. Of course, no, they don't add her. Add, like, don't they, add why? Added, because she's like a sheep in this. Okay, but is Elizabeth Holmes on this? I too? think she should still be on it. Why is there so many women at the anywhere near the top of this? List. It's There's not. so There's, many men to choose from. There was like from. eight other men. I just didn't list them all. Okay, good. All right, predictions. Oh, I have, a, I have a good one. I have one I, too. Go ahead. I, I am predicting who the first female board member at OpenAI will be. Who? Wait. All right, it's just so everyone's listening. The, the, first, <laughs> the first female <laughs> board member at OpenAI will be Condoleezza Rice. Wow. <laughs> she is the head of the Hoover Institution on War, Revolution, and Peace at, of all places, Stanford University. She's done other public board stints. She's the perfect okay. woman for the board of OpenAI. Perfect one. All right. Well, I also have a board prediction, and I think Berkshire Hathaway is going to add Howard Buffett or Warren Buffett's grandson, Howard Ooh. G. Buffett. Another Gee, Howie. Another, G, Howie. another Howie. That's a yeah. weird prediction, but I like it. Little Howie. I think I think he's going to want to keep Not it. Not Munger Jr.? No. 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 Is no. there a Munger Yeah, there's Jr. no other Mungers on that board. No, because he's, you know, no, no. Yeah. Howard wants... Jesse, do you have a prediction? Buffett name. I do. Go ahead. Linda yeah. is going... Someone, one of our devout listeners is going to forward her this and she is going to quit. Oh, that's it. Really? Wow. Based on this episode. Based on this episode. Based on four End. mush mouths. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> End of yes. the year. Okay, cool. All right. I have a prediction while I play myself out. 
Uh, Nelson Peltz is going to hire Free Float to show that Disney's new Ringer board members bat a collective 465 for TSR with Darok as an abysmal sub 400. Meanwhile, Peltz himself bats a better 537. The result is Iger relents. Peltz joins the board, and both oh. Iger and Peltz say the idea of moneyballing your management teams is the idea of the future. <laughs> That's my prediction. And they make a movie about it. <laughs> oh, what a terrible movie that would be. This would be the worst movie ever made. That is it. It's uh, Hazelnut Rollis. That's Jesse the Money Whisperer. That's Ari the Data Queen. And I am your analyst, Hall Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. We'll be back next week. Until then, good bye.